0: Welcome to episode 358 of Live Happy Now. The past couple of years have left many people feeling like there's not a lot to laugh about, but today's guest is going to crack that myth along with a few jokes. I'm your host, Paula Phelps, and since April is National Humor Month, it seemed like a great time for me to sit down and talk with Greg Kettner. Greg is a TEDx speaker, happiness coach, and podcaster who helps organizations create a happier, healthier culture through his Work Happy game plan. He teaches companies how to use laughter as a leadership tool, and he's here today to talk about the power of humor, how he turned the loss of a job into an entire happiness movement, and what you can do to work happier. Greg, I am so happy to welcome you to Live Happy Now.
1: Thanks, Paula. I'm happy to be here. It's always good to connect on Zoom with somebody you met on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, use all the channels. We use them all, right? and now I follow you on Facebook, so hey. Oh.
1: Well, now, I've, now I've got 13 followers. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> That's hilarious. So
0: I've been wanting to get you on the show for a while. I've been pestering you. I'm glad we could finally make it happen. And you know, you are all about humor and laughter. So first, let's give the foundation. Where did that come from?
1: I don't know. I, I've always been a happy-go-lucky kind of kid. Uh, I had a really good family. Still have a really good family. Middle child, so maybe that was part of it to, <laughs> to stand out. But I, I've just always been been joyful and, and been happy. And I've but I have noticed during the pandemic, I mean, even people with my demeanor, there's days when I wake up and you just feel overwhelmed. And you're like, really? Another day? And that's when I have to remind myself I need to either make someone else laugh or go to YouTube and make myself laugh.
0: Yeah, you have done an incredible thing. You've got something called the humor lab that you yeah. started that we're going to have you explain in just a second. And I wanted to find out, did that start pre-pandemic or during the pandemic?
1: It was about three weeks in when I thought, you know what? We might be inside for another week or two. And so (laughs) I should start a group. And here we are 24 months later.
0: And tell us what the Humor Lab is and how much it has grown since you, you slapped this little page up there
1: <laughs> yeah disclaimer here there may have been a bottle or two of wine involved when I when, <laughs> I when i had the idea but yeah i i had just i just lost my job i was a director of memberships at the local chamber and i was told that i was a non-essential uh, which i disagreed with <laughs> um, <laughs> and I thought you know how am I going to be able to still have my creative outlet because I, I started doing stand-up about 12 years ago but for lower last four or five it's just been sporadically you know every couple months or whatnot and so I thought maybe a Facebook group where everybody can collaborate and share their sense of humor whether they're into dad jokes or memes or puns and so one night I, I set up this Facebook group and called it the humor lab. And, and my two big rules are no politics and PG 13, because I wanted my kid to be able to see it and my grandma. And so I set it up, went to bed and I, I sent it out to 20 of my friends. And I said, Hey, if you can share this, well, I woke up in the morning, there's 152 people in the group. I was like, well, that's weird. What happened? <laughs> uh-huh. But what I found was people were just so thrilled to have something to come to, to laugh at. Again, no politics, PG-13, so it's not off sides. And it's grown, you know, over the last 18, 24 months. We're almost, I think by the end of next week, we'll be at 30,000.
0: Yeah, I, I have to say that since I discovered that, and I think it was, I just, we found each other on LinkedIn through a mutual friend of podcasting. Yep. And then I discovered the Humor Lab because of that. And now that I know of it, there are days when I will go on Facebook. And that is the only thing I am going to see because it makes me (laughs) laugh multiple times. And it's it's like you said, it's exactly what we need because there there are no politics. There's no disagreements. Sometimes people weigh in and be like, that's not funny. And people are like, "Okay, it's calm down.
1: <laughs> and that's funny when people are like, that's not funny. You're like, well, yeah, you're the one who's not funny. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. It's like, actually it is. And we'll explain it to you later. Um, but that has done so much to make me smile. Like I, it is a tool that I use every day to lift my spirits.
1: Well, that that's great. That's great to hear, Paul. Thanks for sharing because you never know, right? I mean, there's 30,000 people, but I, I hear stories over and over again, like yours. There was a guy uh, on the East Coast. Have no idea who he is, but this was a couple months in. He said, "Thank you so much for doing this. I've lost my job, gotten a divorce, and uh, I got COVID, and I was out for a month." And he said, "Every day I go here because it makes me laugh and it brings me joy, and I feel like I'm connected." And I think that's the coolest thing about this: the the page isn't about me at all. It's about you know a group tank think you know whoever. Wants to post something they think is funny, or come to their, come to the page to laugh. You know, in in stories like you and this guy from the East Coast, who it resonates with, and so it's everybody. It it's kind of morphed into a connection tool, but I think it's cool that thirty thousand people want to share their laughter with other people, and you know, if we can get this thing, and it's not a numbers game to me, but the more we grow it, the more people and the more stories we're going to have from it.
0: Oh yeah, and it just gets bigger and better. Yep. All the time. And and now, how did you learn so much about humor and laughter? Because we're going to talk about work happy and, and the psychology of humor, but how did you start learning all that?
1: Just growing up, we had uh, Bill Cosby's record, Fat Albert. <laughs> and my brother and I would sit down, we, we actually wore it out. So we had it memorized, you know, hey, 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 fat Albert. But we listened to this thing and, and just fell in love with with stand-up and, and laughter. And then I got into Robin Williams. And then, oh, must have been about probably about 12 years ago, was out with a couple of buddies of mine and we had a couple of pints. And we were walking past this pub and it said, open mic stand-up comedy. And I'd always wanted to do it, but I didn't know how or how to get a start. So my buddies were like, Well, you should, you should, you can make people laugh. Go, let's, let's do this. And so they coaxed me in to go inside, but I was like, Well, I'm not, I don't want to get up on stage. Like, I can make laugh one to one but they finally convinced me and so I went up I did 5 minutes I just told some stories wow like that I is was an, talking to my buddies
0: that is an eternity and, on stage oh my gosh I bow down right? to
1: you and I remember when like oh man how am I going to talk for 5 minutes now I can do an hour and not think about it <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of i guess like going to the gym every day right the first time you go you're like ooh how am I going to do this again
0: <laughs> yeah that was a rough warm up
1: yeah. So after the show, I went up to the guy who, you know, who ran the place and I said, Hey, I'd love to come back. What do I need to do? And he goes, show up next Wednesday, put your name down. And so I, I kept on doing that week after week. And then I started inviting friends and, and then people started following me. And then, you know, I got from five minutes to seven to 10. And then I got asked to, to go on the road. It was $150 to, to be an opener for 20 minutes. And so I lied. I said, yeah, I got 20 minutes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or I will by the time I get to stage.
1: Yeah. And I I thought, you know, if I did the first half in in English and the second half in France, I've got 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And so it just, it worked up from there to where, you know, I I started to got asked to headline and I started doing corporate shows and casinos. And then I, you know, I had the fortune of opening for guys like Gilbert Gottfried and Norm McDonald and accidentally opened up for Robin Williams. We were doing an open mic and, During my set, he walked in and laughed at my jokes. So it just just kind of went from there. I had been doing stand-up comedy. And I remember I I was dating my wife, Becky, at the time. And I was living in Vancouver, British Columbia, and working for Yuck Yucks. And I'd finally got up to the place where they were going to put me out to, I would either feature a headline, you know, on a six-week tour. On my way back, or I I was adding up how much money I made after six weeks. And I had been crashing on buddies' couches on off nights and eating Top Ramen. After six weeks, I had $800 extra in my bank account. And I thought, wow, I, I think I like money more than stand-up. <laughs> 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 but, it, it, you know, it took a good six years to get there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what's so tough. You know, just like musicians where you're really following your passion and and the paycheck just doesn't match up with it. But you have now applied everything that you've known well maybe not everything you might be holding back on us I don't know but you've applied (laughs) what you know about humor to the workplace which is fascinating it's fantastic you've got a terrific TEDx talk talk about how this humor evolved into work happy and
1: what you do yeah Yeah, no absolutely so like I said I I lost my job at the chamber it was a weird call it was totally blindsided you know the the guy who said well anything else I said well I guess I'm going to have to go upstairs and talk to my wife and tell her I don't have a job anymore. He's like, okay, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Maybe maybe it's a good thing. I'm not working there anymore. And and it turned out to be a blessing, right? Because I'm I'm doing what I, I do now. So I went up and I talked to Becky and I was pretty choked, pissed off. And she said, you know what you need to do? You need to go golfing this afternoon. And she's awesome because she knows me. And when I'm all in the golf course, everything is great. So I went golfing and I started to feel better, and I came home and and we talked about it you know over the week and I don't know if it was at dinner or we were having a conversation, and she said, "You know what you've got We've got eight months of you know money coming in from unemployment. You should do what you really want to do." and she goes, "I know you, you love to make people happy. you've had twenty seven years of corporate sales experience, and stand up. what can we do to you know?" create something out of that. We came up with a, well, let's help people work happy. So she helped me come up with that. And I've just grown that over the last 18 months to where now I work with organizations, you know, from 50 plus employees who want to work happy, who want to instill a culture where a, you know, people can talk about mental health in a safe environment and don't feel the shame and the guilt about it but along with that is how do we take people from being stressed to self-care from loneliness to a sense of community and from being disengaged to productive again from working from home and i love every day i get to meet people like you uh, i have amazing clients and i it's just a it's a joy and a privilege to help other people see the bright side of life and use humor and laughter as a as a tool to get there
0: and it's so important right now because oh. Man, we just have not had enough to laugh about. And even now, you know, there's a weight in our world that that just I don't know when it goes away or if it goes away. And so yeah. for me, seeking out humor has been a true lifesaver. And and so what you're doing to bring it to the workplace is tremendous because I know leaders are struggling with how do you motivate and uplift people who feel like they're walking around with this 200 pound weight on their back?
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> so,
0: so let's talk about what laughter and humor does for us on the job and then how you start incorporating it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's so much more uh, research out there lately and there's, there's a bunch of studies going on during the pandemic at well, but so much good can come out of it. You know, when, when we laugh, it releases the endorphins and that makes us happy. And it, and it's free, right? I mean, you can go to YouTube. You, if you go to a comedy show, you know, you're paying your money, but it's, you know, for 20 bucks. But when we laugh and we're happy, we're more productive. We're more creative. We're actually, you know, even better looking. If you laugh for 15 minutes, you burn, I think you burn 15 calories if you laugh for 15 minutes. And then I did some more research and and I found out that if, you know, if you get to have sex for at least 20 minutes, you burn 40 calories. What if you but,
0: laugh during sex?
1: Yeah, you burn about 4000 because you're running. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then you get to sleep on the couch. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, obviously it is 2022 and, and things are not like they were in the 40s, 50s and 60s when you could speak your mind. But there's so many ways to to use humor and happiness in the workplace. You know, even to share a, a quick funny story around the virtual water cooler or whatnot, but it really, it really connects us. It makes us more productive and it really helps with stress. You know, I, I encourage everybody I talk to to schedule in your calendar five minutes a day and go to YouTube, find someone that you like, someone that makes you laugh or, you know, watch babies laughing, whatever it is. And I'm sure you do the same thing, right? When when you watch a video and you laugh, we just feel so much more better and we have so much more energy and it just, it spreads.
0: Yeah, it changes the way we approach and interact with others as well, yeah, because absolutely. it's like you've just had this release that, okay, now I can resettle my mind and, and do what I need to do. So what about the rules or guidelines when it comes to using humor in the workplace? Because as as you alluded to, we're not as free speaking as we used to be. And yeah. and two, right now, people's fuses are so short, they can get hurt and offended very mm-hmm. easily. And I know throughout my career in journalism, I've written That's humor so. columns, things like that. Yeah. And I am no stranger to hate mail. <laughs> because of some of these columns and it would actually kind of make me happy that it's like wow that touched a nerve enough for someone to stop what they were doing sit down this is when you had to write a letter but now there are a lot of things that i did in my younger days i i could not do
1: oh absolutely so,
0: so how do we navigate that especially if we're over you know a certain age and and we're more accustomed to being able to fire off these things and then your brain is like oh i shouldn't have said that
1: yeah right. Well, first of all, I want to apologize for writing those hate letters to you.
0: Um, <laughs> I kept all of them. All of them. I actually wallpapered you? my house with them.
1: You should. You should burn them. <laughs> well, not the house. Okay. <laughs> take, take them off the wall first. <laughs> but yeah, but it, you know, it is. It's more sensitive. Obviously, my style of of humor and certainly my up, you know, has changed drastic. Not drastically. i, I was never blew or off sides really, but. I, I the rule that I like to share with people is when you tell a joke or a funny stories, it's something that you would tell your eight year old daughter or your grandpa. You know, it, it it has to be PG and, he, and you don't want to be offensive. And I think most people are good at reading people mm-hmm. um, and you can kind of figure out if somebody's, you know wanting to joke or doesn't want to joke you know one of the, one of the funny things i've always done and it never hurts anybody but you know if i'm at a restaurant or or a gym or a pub or something that and a song comes on you know it could be anywhere from john denver to to acdc and you know people are listening and bouncing their head i'm like man i really love the beatles <laughs> <laughs> right and that can start a whole conversation so it can right. be simple as simple as that, you know, I I do sales, you know, for 27 years. And when I would get the gatekeeper every time, you know, typically people say, well, how's your day going? I would say, great. How's yours? And she's like, oh, you know, it works better if you say it on a Monday, but I would say, you know what? I can't wait for the weekend. Um, (laughs) Right. And so again, because a lot of times when we talk to people, they're going through the same things we are, but we just, we don't talk about it. So if you can say something cheeky or funny, that's, you know, no animals were harmed in making the joke, you, you know, you can get a laugh out of people. And, and that's, that helps in dropping down the curtain, so to speak, the social curtain, right? Because when you laugh with somebody, you feel connected. Right. And when you connect your, your hearts are opened up. and And when your hearts are opened up, that's where the magic happens. That's where the change happens.
0: Yeah. And that can really bring people together at a level that other attempts might not do. Because you can find people who you don't really share common ground with, but again, to your point, if you can laugh with them, some of those other things might not matter as much.
1: Yeah, the other thing that I do, and and anybody can sign up, it's it's just on my website. But I send out the Friday Funnies, and so every Friday in your mailbox, you get an HR-approved cartoon, or you know maybe a a clip of one of Brian Regan's jokes or Nate Bergazzi, a
0: Nashville boy.
1: Yeah, absolutely right. But just yeah. something to to alleviate to the stress. It's Friday. You're like, oh, I can't wait for the weekend. But if you get this email with no ask, no, hey, can you buy something from me or can you do something for me? I just send out. I said, you know what? I saw this cartoon this week. It made me giggle, and I hope it does for you too. And I've had a lot of positive responses from that, and, and I booked a, a lot of clients from just sending out an email with a you know a funny cartoon in it.
0: That's so excellent. So obviously a lot of people are still remote working and that puts a yep. different wrinkle into it. How can we in a remote work environment implement more humor and laughter because people start feeling really isolated.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think there's, you know, there's a lot of things you can do. You can, especially zoom, right. We're all zombies and you're just like, Oh no, another meeting, but there's games that you can play. You can tell stories, you know, at the beginning Some of the games that I I love to play with my clients is scavenger hunt. Obviously, you don't tell anybody beforehand, but (laughs) you're like, all right, everybody, on the count of three, toenail clippers. And just to see people (laughs) run, jump, fall out of their chairs to come back. And you're not even they're not even playing for anything. Right. They just want to be a winner.
0: Right. Um, That's fun.
1: You know, another thing is, you know, the tallest tower. So you just tell people, all right, for the next two minutes, we're going to each build our tallest tower, and then we're going to see who has the tallest tower. So you're grabbing at books or wine bottles or chairs. <laughs> I had one guy put a chair on his desk, and <laughs> started building his tower, and, and it worked. I said, "Whatever's in in your office, right?" But just stuff like that. But I've I found that when you are on Zoom in. Say a funny story or or stouter out with a video clip or whatnot. You can also do, you know, have a meeting and, and make sure everybody's got their pets with them. Well, I know you got two dogs, so you're going around the Zoom room instead of introducing yourself, you're introducing your pets.
0: That's a cool um, thing because people yeah. love that kind of thing. Well, unless yeah. they hate animals, then there's another problem.
1: Yeah, and we've we've had uh, two successful pet marriages. Um, oh.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so you're an ordained pet minister as well. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> I paid my $25 online.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite things to do in a Zoom meeting is fill a vodka bottle with water and then just be drinking straight out of that during... And just act like nothing's going on. So <laughs>
1: until you fall out of your chair.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, how can leaders start implementing humor, and and help their employees enjoy the job and truly learn to work happy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, it, it does start with leaders. There's an idea kicking around my head for a book, "Lead with Laughter," but when when a leader just like and it. In any other situation, when they use humor, it allows the employees to say, Oh, it's okay to laugh at work or have a good time. I think we've lost the sight of balance in our jobs and we're kind of getting more accustomed to it now, working, working from home. But if a leader says, Hey, you know what? If they send out the cartoon that's funny and said, You know what, guys, thank you for all your hard work this week. Here's a funny cartoon, enjoy it, you know, that kind of thing. And when a leader starts with it. Then other people feel that it's okay. You obviously have to be careful about sexism, racism, money, all those kinds of things. But there's always just so much funny stuff that happens around us and to us that if if a leader leads with it, then the rest of the team knows. Hey, it's it's okay to it's okay to laugh at work or on a Zoom meeting, right? Where you, everybody shows up like it's Halloween, you know, and it's <laughs> a Tuesday in July.
0: That's great. And on the flip side, what if you have a leader who doesn't promote humor and you've got your coworkers? what can we do as individuals to promote that culture of more laughter, more humor?
1: I I think it's just sharing with each other. You know, a, a lot of times we don't we don't realize that other people are going through the exact same thing that we are you know, even individually, just one-on-one. I mean, you know, we've had we've had a great time laughing on this podcast. And if you can just call up a friend, reach out and go from there. But it's just amazing. Like when we laugh, we, we connect, like I was saying, the communication is so much better. The collaboration is better. You become more productive and more creative because you're allowing your mind to reset. The endorphins are flowing. And also, you know, at the end of the day, you're you don't have as much stress and you don't have as much mental, you know, health issues because you're using your brain and you're laughing instead of, you know, moping. When's the sun coming up? When, when can I take my mask off? All those kinds of things.
0: Yeah. This is such great stuff, Greg. You're doing so much good in the world just by making us laugh. We're going to tell the listeners how they can find you, how they can find the humor lab. We send them to your TEDx talk. We're just going to, explode with Greg all over that page and
1: I really appreciate this and and likewise what you're doing
0: thank you so much that was Greg Kettner talking about the power of humor and how to work happy if you'd like to learn more about Greg follow him on social media watch his TEDx talk or join his Facebook humor lab visit our website at livehappy.com and click on the podcast tab That is all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one.